Okay. Welcome to the inaugural podcast, um, The Geek Debate, episode one. Put on by the Coalition Games, uh, your local gaming group slash charity that helps uh, underprivileged gamers. Um, I'm Michael Sergis, the co-host. I'm Jason Penderfoot. We will have an introduction podcast posted up. You can learn all about us and what we're all about. And we just ramble on it. It's great. It's pretty it's awesome. Like if you're if you want to know like what we're like as people, listen to that podcast. You'll you'll get a good a good foundation of of either disgust <laughs> and or uh, you know friendship. Yeah, towards us. Um, my lovely wife is producing this current episode. Say hi, Jenna. Hi. All right. So. Our topic today is let's let's this clarify this. Topic. This is gonna be a big topic. This has been a topic in <clears throat> geek history, if you will, that has spanned the beginnings of the comic issues themselves. DC versus Marvel. Specifically, what do we want to talk about? Specifically, we're gonna be talking about the cinematic universes that are on screen currently in movie theaters in the past present, and future. How's that for you? I, I like it. Alright, so we're, we have a dice now from uh, my D&D dice bag. Dungeons and Dragons for you lamers. Alright, so... So what we're going to do is we're going to d- debate a topic every... However often we get together to do these podcasts. Hopefully weekly or something like that. I'd like to see it weekly. That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, we have a lot going on. In the yeah. So we're going to have these topics... We are not going to pick sides. We're not going to research. We're going to use the knowledge that we have already from our geek life. We are going to roll dice to determine who debates which side. Okay, and as we debate, we're going to beat it until it's blue in the face and over with. We're going to come to a conclusion, okay? We've talked about this for a full hour. We've given it our best. And then you, the audience, are going to determine on Twitter who exactly won the debate. Uh, is there a prize for winning, Michael? Oh, there's always prizes for the coalition, so I got all kinds of stuff I can give away. No, it's for us. I mean, if oh, I Oh, prize you. for which one of us? Yeah, what, do I get to make you knock out some push-ups or something? <laughs> no. No, no, no. No? No, that sounds terrible. That. I think that would be Thank you, Jenna. I think you owe me a drink. If okay, yeah. Without right. a roofie in it. Okay, well, that's going to be a hard, yeah, a hard thing to avoid. But, uh, yeah, okay, so we'll buy each other drinks. I like that. And uh, for our audience, you know, it gives them a chance to vote and tell us who they think did a better job defending their uh, their property that they That's right. And then we'll also have a poll up on Twitter to decide the next topic, if people get involved enough. Um, we have a long list. Jenna has created for us. And has produced she a long has list. gone crazy on it. It is literally, right now, up to 40. 40 um, choices that we have just to grab and run with and each each time we, we pick a topic it's going to be us discussing it for an hour so hey if we're successful in this podcast and you uh, all enjoy us show your love at patreon uh the coalition games on patreon the coalition games on twitch uh we have a youtube channel the coalition games so you can catch all of our past episodes on there and if you can't catch them live on twitch yeah throw us some uh, bones if you if you like what you're hearing so we can keep doing this uh, if you like our podcast, we also stream all of our D&D games and our Star Trek game that we're currently playing, uh, so you can catch us on, on Twitch for that, too. All right, so today's topic, Marvel vs. DC Cinematic Universe, past, present, and future. Which one 
is better. Now we have the dice for my dice bag. Uh, I'm going to have you roll them, Michael. You've been having me rolling tests. <laughs> but you are going to roll this. Even is more marble. Odd is DC. DC. Mm. Oh, he is uh, he is wincing at the fact that he rolled the number five, folks, and that means he will be defending the DC Cinematic Universe, past, present, future, which I could easily do. All right, let's do this. But I'm gonna, I, I am a Marvel kid from way back. I dreamt of these movies <laughs> that we're watching. Do you understand me? Uh, this generation does not know the pain and suffrage that I had to go through as a kid reading these comic books and wanting to see my heroes on screen properly like portrayed. Don't even get me started because I still haven't seen my heroes portrayed properly which is the Fantastic Four which was my favorite group of superheroes growing up and they still haven't been done justice. I think they're about to be. I hope so. But Okay so Anyways, right. let's let me let me tell you why Marvel. I'm gonna start this. Out. Well, hold on. Let's preface this by this is a mature podcast. So yes. if your children are in the room, kick them out. If you don't care that your children listen to this, well, that's your own decision as a parent. That's for child <laughs> services to discuss with you. Um, but yeah, this is gonna be a discussion between two full-grown men that are privileged and white, and we apologize for that because uh, you know. We are what we are, but we love what we love, and uh, we can only speak on our behalf. So hopefully it rings true for some of you. And sometimes we'll bring in some guest speakers to talk about and debate with us on what's going on. Yeah. Jenna will chime in with her limited knowledge of geek culture. Yeah. But go. Who started out? Started off. Started. Okay, do we, do, you want, do you want me to put five minutes on the clock for each of you? No, 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 she makes a call. It's going to be five minutes that we have to really discuss our love for that property. And then from there, it's going to be a back and forth. All right. Let's I see. like it a lot, Jenna. Okay. So you set the clock. Opening statements. Five, so Jason's going to go first. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that means, Michael, when it's your turn, you don't get to go off with anything that he says is completely your side completely only. And on then me. when you're done, Jason, you can start attacking him and... Well, we don't attack. attack. Well, this is a debate, a, a conversation. A gentlemanly talk. Okay. We'll come to blows later. Jason, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, five minutes and go. Marvel Cinematic Universe takes the characters of the Marvel comics, the most relatable superheroes that ever have been created. These are these are characters that are relatable on all levels from young to old. They are people first and special individuals with powers second. There are things that they still carry over as people into their life as a superhero. They're not gods. They're not all powerful entities with no weaknesses. These are real characters and they are being portrayed beautifully by Marvel Cinematic Universe and D- Disney property. 
Right now, the Disney property that has control over the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? I'm talking about Disney right now, not Sony. Marvel is doing such a fantastic job of tying together storylines, bringing in characters that people didn't even know were great. And they make them great. Who knew about Guardians of the Galaxies before that movie? Very few people. And now they are some of the most popular characters in the Marvel Universe. And why is because they have what is needed. A good story. Good writing. And that's something I think DC is lacking. I think they are all over the place. They are scattered. They are always trying to be what Marvel is. But they're not achieving it. They should be aiming at a different mark. Instead, they're trying to still hit the same target that Marvel is because Marvel's successful, right? Disney's successful. But DC has a different blend of hero. They're not always a relatable person. They're not always that teenage boy that has self-conscious issues, all right? Or anxiety issues of talking to girls. No, it's about the millionaire. It's about the godlike alien that's on our planet. It, it, and I think they should focus differently on their films, and I think they're starting to get a hold of it. So hopefully for you DC fans out there, they're starting to get their shit together, essentially, um, with their, their focus on their films. But Marvel has been doing it right. I think deep down you know Marvel's doing it better. And Marvel's heroes. And the casting... Let me just talk about the casting for a second. They have casted every single Marvel superhero just spot on. Spot on. I don't see one casting decision where I'm like, nah, I would have gone with this one. And it, even if that happened, the actors they pick are of such a high quality caliber that that actor makes you believe that that is the role that they were born to play. Like, could you imagine another Captain America? Not easily. Could you imagine another Iron Man? I don't think so. But that's that's why I think Marvel's doing it right. They have good writing, good structure to the story, they know how to tie in, and, and that's what they're doing. What's, how am I doing on time, dude? Okay. So, uh, let's set that all aside. The special effects. Thanos was a CGI creature. Like I've never seen on screen. He looked real as real could be. I looked at just the other week again on Netflix, Justice League, and uh, Darkseed was it? Who, who was the uh, villain there? Darkseed, I think. I think uh, he looked fake. I think that they they're trying to achieve what Marvel is doing, but they're rushing it. They're rushing the cinematic universe. They're rushing special effects. They're rushing casting decision decisions. And it's not working for them. It's not successful. Hopefully now, they have James Gunn. We can help tie that into him. But right now, Marvel's better. And uh, I'm going to stop this short at 20 seconds. Because I know I've have, I have enough to, to, to go ahead and uh, debate this on with you. So it is your turn, Michael. I'm going to go ahead and hand over the mic to you. Okay. Ready? Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready to destroy this argument. 
in a respectful and in a respectful and delightful manner. All right, Michael, five minutes and go. So I'm not going to talk about the bad things of Marvel because that's just too easy, right? So instead, I'm going to talk about the positives of DC. Talking about a franchise that has been around longer, took Marvel a lot longer to get into the movie game. I mean, the Batmans that you have come, we all grew up watching Batman on the big screen. Um, But let's talk about the DC Cinematic Universe as a whole. So, it's darker, right? It's edgier, it's more real. And again, not attacking, but let's talk about real characters that are coming up through darkness and rough lives to overcome it and become these good characters or forces of change in their universe. Um, And just to win my argument, Dark Knight. So that's all I have to say, and then we're done. The argument's over. We win automatically. DC wins, right? Well, let's talk about movies. Sure. DC's had its fall. Superman Returns, terrible. Um, But let's look back at all the good stuff we grew up with. Marvel didn't have the three Superman movies that DC had, right? They They broke into the franchise first. They built upon everything for Marvel to come around with their whole Disney princess vibe and let's make these big budget movies with lots of special effects. They did it right with storytelling, low on the effects, let's build characters, right? Think about all the great actors that have cut their teeth on Mar- or DC movies. You know, you've got, um, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, the guy who played the Joker. Well, you had Michael Keaton playing Batman. You had Val Kilmer playing Batman. Uh, George Clooney, even though we don't want to talk about that movie. All these great actors coming to play DC roles. And you don't have that in Marvel. I mean, you have one big actor who really was good. Now, I mean, a lot of these guys got famous for their roles in Marvel movies. Really. They weren't as big until they hit these Marvel movies. Um, what else you got on the DC side? Uh, relatable, livable worlds. You have these dark worlds that have problems. Drugs, violence, all these things are happening in these DC movies. Unlike the other universe that relies on happy-go-lucky, nobody realizes things are going bad until it does go bad. Marvel jumps into, it. shit's already bad, it's just getting worse. So how do we stop it? Um, <clears throat> talking about solid origin stories DC has taken longer to create these solid origin stories for their characters and yes they rushed Justice League but they've been taking the time to put these movies together and hopefully we'll have a solid foundation to move on from eventually you do have the movie industry which oh you're going to have all this real quick and they, they want to get stuff out to make money so they rush it in places but I think they have a better foundation to go long term. Um, they have more relatable characters. Uh, let's just bring up Wonder Woman for a fact. I mean, women love it. Girls love it. It's honestly one of the only superhero movie characters who is a strong female character that is focused on her and not on this whole cast of guys that are surrounding her and her as a supporting character. So that's a big change in DC. I mean, they were brave enough to do a woman-only 
you know, let's let's make this a thing. How much time do I got? Um, what else you got? <coughs> Counterpoint. Special effects. DC doesn't need them because they use real world stuff. They don't have the great big space battles and all the lasers and all the stuff. They just do real stunts with real people. So as as Michael was talking, I'm writing. Yeah, he's writing down comments to try to like throw me off or something. Thirty seconds. Um. And that's it. That's all I need right now. Yeah, I want to argue short, the other. Stop and short. Yeah, I want to argue the points more. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now it's free for all. Free for all. What you got? Let's go. Okay. What you want to talk? Let's talk about the bastardization of comic books by Disney and the whole industry as a whole. I mean, they've taken these movies. We're talking about the cinematic universe. They've taken these comic books, right, uh-huh. and turned them into movies that are friendly for everybody. Yeah. That's not what comic books are all about. They've ruined the story by wanting to dumb it down for children and bring everybody in really? and drag them into really? this universe. You're trying to tell me that Thanos sacrificing Gamora in Infinity Wars was not a blatant fucking murder to justify him doing what he needs to do. And you, you think, think that was kid related? I think you're I think you're you're taking Disney like a lot of fans that I see online and you're villainizing them because they have a history of dealing with kid you know, films and, and T V shows and you're somehow tainting the vision that is being put forth in front of you and you're saying, Oh well, but it's from Disney. Well guess what? Gerber could come out with a line of fucking beers that get me really drunk, and I'd be all for him. I'd be like a Gerber baby adult. I'd be like, man, Gerber <laughs> may make baby food, but they can make a banging-ass beer. Why am I going to spit on it and be like, that's Gerber baby food. I would never drink that. If the beer is a, a wonderful beer, right? So you want to talk past film of how DC was doing it right. They did have the first opportunity. The Batman films, right? Tim Burton kicking off Batman. What was it, 1987? Something like that. Yeah. Amazing. We're not going back to earlier Batman with Adam West? I mean, just even that. Even that. And it was a great impression of... It was early on, but it was a great... I mean, well, that's debatable. I think Batman was a bit campy for the TV show, and it was campy, but, but it campy was, in a good way, right? Because that, that was the era. That was the era. You it were wasn't dark, dark though, and right? Stuff. Yeah, I get it. People weren't jaded. Eighty nine. Mm-hmm. Marvel's consistent. Yeah, with Jack Nicholson in it. Yeah. Marvel's consistent. Okay. It. You say, oh, DC's realistic because it's dark. I don't think you need to have it be realistic for it to be good. And nothing about dark, just currently in our society, dark is being reflected as more real. Because we are in a darker time. It hasn't always been that way. And I think you're going to see that with Wonder Woman in the 1980s. Right? Like the new movie coming out. Okay? Flash, unfortunately, got pushed back for you guys once again. Because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. With the continuity of the DC story show. No, no, no. We're talking about the cinematic Well, I know, but they have so many things into it and all these DC shows. And Greg Berlanti, who's running those shows right now on TV for DC, that is the best DC content that's being put to film. 
Now we aren't talking about TV shows, so I'm gonna no, leave it at that. But you're right, and he's he's killing it, and they're trying to have they're finding a hard time to translate the DC movies into a two-hour movie. But you're trying to tell me over time. you're trying to tell me that the the heroes from DC and, and the movies that are choosing, choosing to pick are somehow more realistic, and their problems are more relatable to everyday life as an audience member or fan. Yeah. Really? Yes. Well, I can tell you this for a fact, folks. I have never met a millionaire that had to deal with his parents' death and then took his millions of dollars and made himself a mercenary. I have, I have, however, met teenage, teenagers that have been self-conscious. I have met them that are brilliant. However, they have differences that they hide from others and at times have difficulties expressing themselves in front of those that we're they love. We're talking about X-Men? We're talking about... Exactly. I was talking about Spider-Man. Do you see how that related to another Marvel property that then you were like, oh, oh wow, yeah, oh, I relate to this. What was he talking about X-Men? You can't do that with DC. I don't know any Amazonian women that are on an island called No Man's Land, and that's that. Like, they're, they're gods. gods. DC, DC has gods. gods. Marvel has people. And people are going to relate to people more than they're going to relate to gods. But you... Okay, Thor? Really? Yes, he's a god. But he has his own planet of people to make him more relatable as a person. Right? So, so does has, has, has Amazon <clears throat> doing all the same that. thing. And I'm not taking anything away from these heroes. I love them all. But I, I mean, will tell you the cinematic universes that are currently on display right now, Marvel has been beating them because they went in strong they didn't start out knowing they were going to tie everything together did yes, they? they did they had a plan the whole time they had a loose plan. the phases they had a loose plan and man did they go off with it all right i forget who's in charge of uh making those the phases uh in the marvel cinematic universe um but they do an amazing job tying them together uh and i think that guardians 3 is supposed to kick off the next phase uh, I know that they just had a, a new movie property, or the you know how movies get nicknames as they're filming, uh, and I know Guardians Three is nicknamed Hot Christmas. So ooh, who knows who that could revolve around? But all I'm saying is DC has more relatable characters who you want to root for, who you don't have the super relatable Batman because he doesn't have superpowers. He's just doing it because he feels it's right. Sure, he has a bunch of money. We all can't relate to the money thing. And I get Iron Man. Right. Came after Batman. But Iron Man has no reason to fight. He has no no reason in his story of, I need to go fight the bad guys. It is just, I have a bunch of money and I made a suit. Now I'm going to go fight the bad guys. Do you know why Iron Man fights the bad guys? Why does he fight the bad guys? Guilt of past. Making up for his... So, so he was a, a shitty person, and so now he's trying to make up for it. And that's who we want as a hero, instead of somebody who lost their parents to crime and is trying to stop that from ever happening to another person. I, so you're talking about a victimizer turning the pages and trying to be a better person and be a hero, or the victim turning the pages and trying to be a better, better hero. Um, Couldn't Tony Stark just give away a, a bunch of his money to make up for all the bad things that he did? Instead of... Dark Industries, I'm sure. Gives a lot of charity. I'm just saying. He's a philanthropist. Come on. But as does Wayne Industries, right? Or Wayne... 
the mm-hmm. Wayne Foundation, um, <clears throat> if you will. I, I'm, I'm just saying. saying I'm film. You, you can't argue with me. I know you can. Let's talk about on film. Because let's talk about the best superhero movie ever. There's only one, and it can it will always be the only one. And there's no arguing with it. There is arguing with it. No, there's not. Is it a <coughs> Dark Knight? You can't ever beat that as a superhero movie. Uh, you can. How? You can. While it had, a, it, I would say that was the great, greatest villain movie. Maybe up until Thanos. No. Thanos. No. Has. No. He is compared to the Joker. There's no comparison. Thanos had a goal. Thanos had purpose. You keep doing my job for me. The Joker has no goal. The Joker has no purpose. You can't fight something like that. It's just chaos for chaos' sake. Thus, anyone can just go off on a chaotic <clears throat> just rant and do what they do. And what? Just say because it's chaos? Like, it brings light to what they're doing is more important? Thanos had a mission, a clear mission. A mission and an objective, and he had a reason for it. And even self-sacrificing, personal sacrifice, I'll say, of doing what he did and how he did it. But he had a reason for everything, and there's a plan—a plan which could be disrupted, no matter what. The Joker had no plan. The Joker just wanted to watch the world burn. And even if you take the Joker out of it, what he had started was so amazing in chaos-wise that there was no stopping it because it's just going to spread like wildfire. I believe that you're standing on the one leg that DC has. The one property. It is one leg that I have. I haven't heard you mention anything about Lex Luthor. I haven't heard you mention anything about any of... What's up, Wonder Woman's villain's name? Egg freaking Zachary. You don't have that. You have the one property that DC Universe has and exploits heavily, the Batman and its villains, and his just total potential to be awesome looking on film, right? And then you have Superman, who looks awesome as a hero on film, and has that story arc of being an alien and other stuff, but guess what? Never had a really great villain. Never Never had a good villain. Never had a good villain. Even though Lex Luthor is a good idea and thought of a normal human being trying to fight a god, I mean that's Lex Luthor on Smallville, by the way, best interpretation yeah. of Lex Luthor ever. But still, <clears throat> I mean, Man of Steel was a good movie. It to was. A point. It was a good movie until you get to the bad guy. I mean, it just wasn't. Zod wasn't as good as he could have been. It wasn't the bad guy. Let me tell you, it was the ending of that movie, right? When Bruce goes into his archives and downloads the videos of the superheroes that all of a sudden Lex Luthor has been getting the dirt on all these super-powered individuals. What are they called? Metahumans? Mm-hmm. Right? And he's seeing all the logos. Like, who the fuck made the logos for these superheroes for Lex Luthor's archive of, like, convenience store robbery being stopped by the Flash? Uh, oh, and there's a little lightning bolt. Like, what? Like, that's what I'm talking about. They're trying too hard. They're not relying on the property and the material written well enough to let it be successful. They're second-guessing it, and they, the DC, 
universe is dumbing it down for the general audience. Dumbing it down. Let's go here. Correct. So Marvel's whole policy is dumb it all down, right? So they cut a lot of story out in order for the general public to get it because they want a mass audience. They want to drag as many people in as possible. Mm-hmm. And the that's why they whole thing. That's why they took a big uh, fucking chance on a raccoon and a fucking walking tree to be uh, something that you Come cry on, over. If you look at it, Come that's going to be something you're going to like. No matter what, just the Guardians of the Galaxy story, there was no way that was going to fail. Especially with the big names attached to it. Well, guess what? DC has been smart enough to actually get James Gunn now that he got fired over his past Twitter comments, which whether you think that's valid or invalid and for a firing, that's beside the point. They were smart enough to get James Gunn Mm -hmm. to now write, officially that's been announced, and possibly direct, which I think is going to happen eventually, the new Suicide Squad 2, which they had totally scrapped the script for. He's rewriting it. Making his own, right? So what you could have Will Smith being directed by James Gunn. Who knows? Who knows what heroes or villains, rather, that he's going to pick to, right. to do. So he'll do it. But here, my point is this. But once again, riding on the coattails of fucking Marvel is DC. But let's look at this, though. Marvel's movies are just inundated. People are tired of superhero movies now because they've just flooded the market with them. I don't think the I mean, look at the highest Avengers. selling, highest Avengers. grossing movie of Infinity War has that we're going to get to Venom here in a little bit so let's Venom was successful are you kidding me but Jenna as producer can you look up the box office it's in number one right now but it got terrible reviews from the critics because it's another another Marvel movie I respect critics don't get me wrong and yeah there was divisiveness against the critics but look at the the people vote with their tickets. I, I the ticket sales. And sometimes they don't want uh, infinitely tied together story. They just want to see fucking Venom on screen. That's the thing. And they did. And they voted with the, with their ticket purchase. And right now it's grossing. Uh, domestically, it has grossed it, about $171 million domestically. That is amazing. People but, were thinking this was going to earn 20 to $30 million. I remember Collider... They mentioned this on their on their their simulcast that they were estimating twenty to thirty five thousand uh, or twenty five million to thirty five million around there. And now look at it. Domestic or I'm sorry, uh, in the foreign market though, it has grossed over two hundred ninety million dollars. That's just that's disgusting. All right. Here's my point with this. And that's Sony. That's not even Avengers one, one, right? We all love Avengers one. <coughs> it was a great introduction, all of our favorite characters getting drawn together, right? Yeah, yeah that great cinematic yeah, shot where yeah. they, it's going around and the heroes are, are coming together like that comic book that you read growing up. Yeah. Like, and then they go ahead and copy that for Justice League, but it looks way cheaper. Now let's Justice go Avengers League 2. is essentially the fucking Kmart. Let's go Avengers 2, oh, right? Superhero so we get to Avengers 2, and this garbage story about let's create an AI that's going to kill us all. But we're all still going to come together, but we're going to fight about it. And they're all still fighting after they just helped save the world in New York. They're all going to fight and argue about who should be with you. Then let's go to Captain America. So we're all all still fighting because we don't know who should be in charge. And then you go to the Infinity War. Oh, we're all good now. Oh, I'm sorry. They're going to sit around giving each other hand jobs. But, you know, yeah, they they were heroes that had different. That's the thing. They're all different. 
They're all individuals doing what they think is the right thing, which, guess what, causes divisiveness. And they are arguing what the morals of what they're doing, if they but all they're really line not, up in Because they're all just arguing of who gets to choose what we do today. That's their whole argument. That was the whole. That was the Civil War. Hey, thanks for tuning in, everyone. As Mike just discussed, the uh, plot line for fucking Civil War, uh, the whole phase two of Marvel, where they just decided, you know, that we're gonna call the Avengers quit because Tony didn't get to fucking pick what restaurant they were going to that night. Is this this what you think is happening? Yes. Well then, I've won this argument already. Okay, this this debate, if you will. But no, you're wrong. All right, man. Now let's talk They're going all forward. trying to do something good, but how you get to that end point, everyone's different and they have different views. It's much like the good people of our world trying to accomplish a greater world. Are people they have all different though? views? So let's make a comparison here. Let's go back to Age of Ultron. Tony was literally trying to create an AI that could control the world. And stop man from hurting himself. Right? No safety first. So you're talking about a sort of slavery. That just that wasn't Tony's initial. Just let's goal. extrapolate though. Let's just say okay. he wanted to control no, people's actions. Extrapolate's another word for making up shit, but okay. Prevent. He wanted to prevent accidents from happening, prevent crime from happening. Okay? Yeah. He was good with that. He, could, he was okay with that. He could have something that predicted. Everybody's conversations, but he knew it was wrong, mm-hmm. and that he shouldn't have that kind of power. Tony never even thought about that, because he's up here. here. You're talking about the whole God thing. Here's your Marvel characters way up here. They're treated like gods. They're they're famous. You know, they have their own tower with a big A on it. But you have your DC characters who are down to earth. They don't reveal who they are. <laughs> Just because they live underground doesn't mean they're fucking down to earth. Nobody knows who Batman is. Bruce Wayne doesn't. Oh no! Nobody knows except for everybody when he takes his damn mask off. Anyways, Bruce never never goes out and says, "Hey, it's me. I'm you know all haughty toddy like Tony, tooting his own horn and building giant buildings, basically saying, "Hey, here's my building. Come attack me. I'm a good guy, right?" They stay down on the ground, they, they do their thing, and then they go away. They don't expect to thank you. They don't expect to be praised or have... Fucking Spider-Man literally had a parade in his honor and being the key, given the key to the city. Come on. When was this? Uh, Spider-Man 3. Okay, that's right. I get it. I'm just saying. I get it. And we're talking past, present, and future, okay? And guess what? Yeah, Batman came out before... You know, Marvel really started hitting the ball running. But even the Raimi films, yeah, the last one kind of sucked. Some people would say Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 was amazing. It literally was was a comic book come to life. Spider-Man 3 had its bad parts, but it had some good parts too. I mean, it was an interesting conflict of best friend versus... Anyways, I'm not arguing for Marvel. Oh, what's that? What's that? You're coming to my side, are you? Okay, that's good. How are we doing on time? We have... Uh, 25 minutes. Alright, so I think that <clears throat> another thing that the DC Universe doesn't have going for it 
is villains. When you want to talk villains, let's talk villains. You mentioned the Joker. What I think is the greatest villain as a comic book uh, villain is the Joker. Is the Joker? Yeah, I, you I can't will say beat it. Right? I mean, he doesn't have any superpowers. You can't beat it. But he that's have one. Any. That's one. Mister Freeze. Okay. No. Yeah. Why? Where is he on screen? Fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, okay. Well, that you want to talk about Well, let's talk about it. Could you see Mister Freeze being incorporated into the current cinematic universe yes. that DC has? Yes. You could. Absolutely. And why haven't they done it? Okay, that's, that's the thing. thing. Marvel, Marvel is bringing out Captain Marvel. Okay? While they were late to the show to have our, you know, female support, guess what? They're going to do it right. And it's going to be highly I don't successful. know about that. I mean, how they've had Black Widow on every movie, and then she's just a <coughs> sexy character that travels around the boys. The fact the that boys. you think she's a sexy character that travels around the boys is something completely different than women take on it, and they see a strong female character. What's your take, Jenna, on Scarlett Johansson as the Black Widow? What is the whole message she gives out as part of her character? I I think that they're doing a disservice with her and Hawkeye by not giving them their own full-length mo motion picture. So is Hawkeye a sexy, sleeveless guy that Pretty also much. is disserviced? Okay. Well. Which I think, if anything, Hawkeye would be more interesting because he's got to differentiate between home and family right. versus going to work with the I Avengers. think that's going to be touched upon in the second one. I think so, too. Think so too. And it doesn't really seem like he has any extraneous powers like Tony Stark does or like Captain America does. He's just this guy who happens to be kick-ass at archery mm. and can be a benefit of sorts to the Avengers. But by not giving both himself and Natasha their own full-length movies, I feel like they're really being short-sighted. I think that they, uh, you will see some more of uh, Natasha and, and him, uh, Hawkeye. What's his name? Hank or something? No. Uh, I forget. I think Anyways. It'll come to us. Anyways, so uh, I think you'll see them more when it comes to or not Netflix, but the Disney streaming service that's coming out. They have the potential to do shows mm -hmm. like that. Like I would like to see that. Like right. almost a Jason Bourne style Black Widow like series. That would be great. Mm -hmm. Like let's see that. You know? Yeah, sure. A movie wouldn't be as exciting of it, but her character doesn't really lend that much to what you want to see in a movie. You know? But we were talking about villains. Right. Joker is an outstanding villain, but that's the only villain. Riddler? No, no, stop. No. Stop. I'm talking villains for the entire cinematic universe. If you were to take but all you're the saying DC who heroes, could they use? No, they have Are a you ton. saying who they've used already? I know you're fucking. He's flipping, folks, on his phone. He is flipping so fast through all these fucking Wikipedias of fucking DC universe right now. Looking for powerful villains in the DC Cinematic Universe, and here's where it fails for you. They have a ton. They have amazing villains. They have to pick from literally anyone. Okay? And you say DC doesn't deal with space, they fucking dealt with it. Green Lantern, my friend. Okay? And they could do it right again, and I think they're gonna do it right. But, they have a ton of villains. The thing is, they don't use them, because they don't trust in their own property they don't go you know what our guy looks like a wrinkled up purple foreskin with a nutsack chin 
Let us put him in the movie. And let us make him look just like he does in the comic. A purple fucking wrinkled scrotum. And guess what? They don't believe in their property like Marvel does. Marvel goes, fuck it, let's do it. And let's let's show the fans that we're going to do it right. This is what they grew up looking at. And if it d- doesn't appeal to everyone in the world, then so be it. But it had to be popular for them, so why wouldn't it? And look, they made Thanos look exactly like he did. And they didn't change anything. They didn't change anything. The only thing they didn't give him was Thanos' fucking helicopter. That's the only thing that Thanos didn't have from the comics to the screen. They had his own little helicopter that had a big T on it. Like, they trusted in their properties. And they now are going to be tied in with the Sony properties, which could potentially bring Namor. Oh my god, you want a villain? You want underwater? Yeah, Jason Momoa is great. Aquaman, cool. You want an underwater action adventure? As well as a villain that turns into a hero? Search no more than the Submariner, Namor. And oh my god, this is going to be so now you open up the window for Suicide Squad because who doesn't believe in their property? Would be Marvel because have you seen any Marvel movies that are all about the villain? No. But DC trusts enough that their villains have enough background to do their own villain movie, Suicide Squad. I mean, you had some of the best villains there, Deadshot and Harley being the obvious stands out, but, I mean, okay. Marvel, they're never going to do an all-villain movie, because they don't want to do an all-villain movie. Oh, it's actually, all about uh, goody-tooty, two-shoes. They had their own, own very much like Suicide Squad, and it was before <clears throat> Suicide Squad, by the way, uh, Danger Incorporated, or some, something like that. Uh, again, we don't, folks, besides him looking up, which he shouldn't have, he broke the rules. No, Remember? I didn't. I'm allowed to research, Jerry. No, we said this is on the knowledge you have. We said no pre-research. Okay, no pre-research. Okay, okay. Remember? Good to know. We Good can fine-tune these things going forward. Because I'm going to hey Google the fuck out of you one day. <laughs> and, I'm gonna, and when you have a problem with it, I'm going to reference episode one of our podcast. Um, but it's like, yeah, they have they have these villains, but they don't use them, and they don't trust in them. Okay, they did Suicide Squad. We have, the Marvel Universe has stuff to draw upon. They could have done exactly what Suicide Squad did, and I guarantee you they would have made the better choices to do it in a better way. Oh my god, that movie, Suicide Squad, while it made money, you have to admit that it was all over the place. It was no different than watching an Avengers movie to me. Which seems like it's all over the place. Trying to focus on too many people. Not keeping a coherent story. I mean, to me. Okay, who's the villain in the first Avengers movie? Loki. Okay, who's the villain in the Suicide Squad movie? Give me the name. Mm. Oh, folks. folks. No, 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 no. Hold on. I'm proving my point. I'm proving my point. The Temptress. Right. And her brother. Yeah. Okay, once your wife reminded you. And the Joker. Once your wife reminded you. Yeah, and the had, director. They had to put the Joker in there. And then they cut his role because they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. They didn't have any vision for that film. They went all the Basically, Marvel's shooting sniper rifles, okay? And DC is shooting fucking with a shotgun. And they're like, I hope it hits. I hope this is going to get it, right? That's exactly what they're doing. How are we doing on time? What do we got? We have 15 minutes left. 
So I think an interesting part. Let's do closing to, arguments. Well, no, what I was going to say is Five an interesting part would be nine. maybe argue each other's point mm -hmm. for a couple of minutes. Okay, so you want to switch, turn the tables now. Ooh, I like that. I like this. This is good. Really good idea. See? Just a couple of minutes. Sound producer, so we can do this every episode. Okay, for a couple minutes. <clears throat> Five minutes each. Now, so why DC is better than Marvel? Okay, why DC is better than Marvel? Okay, five minutes, go. Okay. DC has the ability to take a, t a snippet out of their whole comic run timeline and really be able to go, you know what? We're not going to interweave all the stories. Let's start focusing on the single s graphic novel run of this storyline for Batman, this storyline, Kryptonite, Red Sun for Superman. Uh, Wonder Woman, you know, when she was in here, let's do this. Instead of trying to tie everything together, then you could even not worry about the cast. There could be a different Batman in year one, which was a runoff of comics, right? And then they could switch it and go, okay, well, this is old Batman and Batman Beyond, which I'm pushing. I'm pushing so hard. If you are listening to this podcast and you are anyone, listen to me. I will tell you how to fix the DC Universe right now. You want to tie, tie everything together? Bring in Michael Keaton as an old man Bruce Wayne. Bring him in and have him teach a new young person to be Batman in the future. And call it Batman Beyond. And you want, you want a series that would make money? That would make money. You could even harken back to references of the first original Batman films while still being ambiguous enough to be its own thing on its own, right? You Return of the Joker, right? They did that in Batman Beyond. They took his genetics. Someone cloned him. The, the cult, cult of, of the, the Joker, Joker cloned the Joker, Joker to come, come back to life. And, and what, what do you know? You, you could, could do that nowadays. Have Mark Hamill play the Joker? You can do anything, right? <laughs> like, how amazing would that be? <clears throat> um... So I think that there is potential for the DC Universe. And what they do get right is while they don't trust their property so much, they do at times take risks with their property. All right? Um, albeit some calculated risks. Wonder Woman, they took a risk. All right? Whether you want to admit it or not, having an all-female superhero movie could be looked at as a risk. I think, no, it's not a risk. You can highlight it as an awesome thing. But... There's been other female heroines in the past, you know, in other movies. Ripley from Aliens, like Sarah Connor from Terminator. She wasn't the first, okay? She wasn't the first on screen. They did it great, though, right? And it's a superhero that we've been so used to having seen in superhero movies. Now, now, okay, let, well, let's see a female. Oh, now it's a female. That's amazing. Like, it's the first one ever. No, but it was great, right? They do take risks at times. I like that. They took a risk with Suicide Squad. It blew up in their face. It was still a pretty good try. When I saw that goddamn Joker with the metal fucking teeth, that was a bit much. Really? You think? But, I mean, you gotta admit that Harley was great. Yeah, Harley was I don't was think you could have a better Harley Quinn. No. Ever. No, Harley was amazing. I mean, I mean. Deadshot was great. This is Jason Stein. Yeah, I'm just saying. He's, he's doing my job for me. He's just agreeing. Okay. Deadshot? I mean, Will Smith was a great pick for Deadshot. If you want to fix the DC Universe, and I think they're starting to now, if you want to have a continuity that someone ties up, all right, 
you either go the separate routes of hate no continuity and individual stories or you have the fucking flash do flashpoint and fix everything with an alternate timeline and boom all of a sudden this is the timeline this is our dc universe this is all the changes that have happened and now let's watch some movies okay so there's my flip you still have a minute left the script no i don't need it to add i'll add to yours you got 30 seconds one of the best movies that dc ever did it was way before the avengers and all this stuff Watchmen. your first group of superheroes again bringing back to the dc's real life issues real life people but you know what i'm saying they had it was real people doing real stuff not just these people with big old powers and again nobody who knew who knew who they were they didn't go around saying we need the honor we need all this you had a criminal rushing just going out and killing other criminals basically i mean great stuff Rorschach. The group dynamic Rorschach. What did you call him? Rorschach? I don't know. I don't know why I said Rorschach. that. Do you want to go ahead and do your five minutes on Yeah, do you just go? All right, flip the table. Let's go. Ready? All right, go. The interconnectivity. The whole thing that holds it all together. You've been just the arguing for the last... <laughs> he's been arguing for the last 40 minutes now. Ah, oh, I don't know. They got it wrong. Now you're admitting. I have to. Okay, go ahead. <clears throat> the ability to watch... The very first DC, uh, Marvel movie, right? Which was uh, for for this phase and this whole setup was mm-hmm. Iron Man, right? Mm-hmm. And you start out with, and Tony Stark is my favorite superhero, so I get to rag on him more than anybody. Do you see how neutral though we are when we take a side? We take it, folks. Like we do not, we do not hold back anything. Like Iron Man's his man, and he was just talking crap, major crap on major crap about Tony, but. To start from such a humble start and to collaborate all of this has drawn us all into the world. We can't deny that. I mean, Marvel has created a universe. Normally you have a movie that is a chapter, you know, and chapters move on. You're not referencing back to chapter one of the book as you're reading chapter ten. But you think about it, we all are. We're looking back. Holy shit, Tony came out as Iron Man here and oh now he's got this personality look how he's grown he's getting married he's doing all this stuff it's not even an Iron Man movie it's an Avengers movie and we're still seeing how he goes forward Captain America you know we're seeing him this clean young shaven guy who was a nerd who turned into the buffest coolest guy in the world and now he's got this mountain man beard who he's fallen on hard times he's kind of like disenchanted with the world when really when you think about the first Captain America movie he was all about America the world fighting for the little guy and by the time you get to the Infinity War he's kind of like this old man who's just like fuck everybody let me see those uh, cards right there and last night I made a prediction by the way they're talking about the Avengers not me and you but me and my D&D group and I said I'm going to make a prediction right now because I've used these uh, for the last year right initiative trackers and I wrote down on the back of one of them what I think the title of the next Avengers movie would be if I wrote it right as a writer what I wanted it to be named and why and it would be the Avengers Infinity War the last Avenger because I think that as you saw on Twitter I think Chris is going to be bound out as Captain America I think he is going to sacrifice himself 
as Captain America, um, you know, as heroes do. And uh, I would like to see it go from that first Avenger to the last Avenger, right? Like, how awesome would that be? You're talking about a callback to one of the early films of Marvel. Like, how cool would that be, right? What's your What's your idea on that? Do you still want to keep going defending your side because you have two minutes left? I yeah. I mean, I agree. Yeah. It's a callback. He's disenchanted, but is something going to happen where he goes? It was worth it, mm-hmm. and I'm going to give it up for everything. I think Tony is too. Probably. What's Tony say? He's not the type of guy to throw himself on a grenade, right? Or it was. appreciated uh if you do um give us patreon support you will be getting a shout out on our show um so go ahead and hit those like buttons folks and uh get us out there and tell us how much more you want jenna to talk during the episode yeah because i want to get her and she's awesome all right uh she has a good voice for radio too and she's not being utilized she's over there producing doing what she needs to do for she's us. She's like half naked 